Joshua, 19. The second lot came out for Simeon, even for the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families. The inheritance was in the middle of the inheritance of the children of Judah. They had for their inheritance Beersheba, or Sheba, Moladah, Hazor, Shual, Belah, Ezem, Etladad, Bethel, Horma, Ziklag, Beth, Markabah, Hazor, Susa, Beth, Labaoth, Sharahen, 13 cities and their villages, Ain, Ramon, Eda, Ashan, four cities and their villages, and all the villages that were around these cities to Baalath, Beer, Ramah of the south. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Simeon, according to their families. Out of the part of the children of Judah was the inheritance of the children of Simeon. For the portion of the children of Judah was too much for them. Therefore the children of Simeon had inheritance in the middle of their inheritance. The third lot came up for the children of Zebulun, according to their families. The border of their inheritance was to Sarad. Their border went up westward, even to Marilah, and reached to Dabasheth. It reached to the brook that is before Jochneum. It turned from Sarad eastward toward the sunrise toward the border of Kisloth, Tabor. It went out to Dabarath and went out to Japhia. From there it passed along eastward to Gathhefer and Eth Kazin, and then it went out at Ramon, which stretches to Nia. The border turned around it on the north to Hanathon, and it ended at the valley of Iphtha-el, Katath, Nahalal, Shimron, Idlah, and Bethlehem, twelve cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the children of Zebulun, according to their families, these cities with their villages. The fourth lot came out for Issachar, even for the children of Issachar, according to their families. Their border was to Jezreel, Chesuloth, Shunem, Hapharaim, Shinon, Anaharath, Rabbath, Kishion, Ebers, Remeth, Enganim, Enhadar, and Beth Pazez. The border reached to Tabor, Shahazuma, and Beth Shemesh. Their border ended at the Jordan, 16 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Issachar, according to their families, the cities with their villages. The fifth lot came out for the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families. Their border was Helkath, Hali, Betan, Akshaf, Alamelech, Amad, and Mishal. It reached to Carmel westward and to Shehor Libnath. It turned toward the sunrise to Beth Dagon and reached to Zebulun and to the valley of Iphtha-el, northward to Beth Emek and Nael. It went out to Kabul on the left hand and Ebron, Rehob, Hammon and Cana, even to the great Sidon. The border turned to Ramah to the fortified city of Tyre and the border turned to Hosar. It ended at the sea by the region of Axib. Umar also, and Aphek, and Rehob, 22 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Asher, according to their families, these cities with their villages. The sixth lot came out for the children of Naphtali, even for the children of Naphtali, according to their families. Their border was from Helef, from the oak of Za'ananim, Adami Nekeb, and Jabneel, to Lachim, it ended at the Jordan. The border turned westward towards Asnoth Tabor and went out from there to Hukok. It reached to Zebulun on the south and reached to Asher on the west and to Judah at the Jordan towards the sunrise. 
The fortified cities were Zidim, Zer, Hamath, Rakath, Chinnereth, Adama, Ramah, Hazor, Kedesh, Edrei, En Hazor, Iron Migdal El, Horem, Beth Anath, and Beth Shemesh, 19 cities with their villages. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Naphtali, according to their families, the cities with their villages. The seventh lot came out for the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families. The border of their inheritance was Zerah, Eshtaol, Irshemesh, Sha'al Balin, Ajalon, Ithla, El, Elon, Timnah, Ekron, Eltekeh, Gibbethon, Pa'alath, Jehud, Beni Barak, Gathramon, Mijakon, and Rakon, with the border opposite Joppa. The border of the children of Dan went out beyond them, for the children of Dan went up and fought against Leshem, and took it, and struck it with the edge of the sword, and possessed it, and lived therein, and called Leshem Dan, after the name of Dan their forefather. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Dan, according to their families, these cities with their villages. So they finished distributing the land for inheritance by its borders. The children of Israel gave an inheritance to Joshua the son of Nun among them. According to Yahweh's commandment, they gave him the city which he asked, even Timnath Sarah in the hill country of Ephraim, and he built the city and lived there. These are the inheritances which Eliezer the priest, Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the children of Israel, distributed by inheritance by Lot in Shiloh before Yahweh, at the door of the tent of meeting. So they finished dividing the land. So the final six tribes are going to get their inherited land in this chapter, and that only leaves the Levites that haven't been given anything. So the first of the tribes was Simeon. Now we went through all the tribes, tribe by tribe, and we said where their borders and boundaries were and the cities that were in their borders. And it's a bit, um, you know, geographically overwhelming for us. And even listening, you know, as you're listening to that, um, it's, it's easy to tune out because it all doesn't mean much. I understand. So uh, we're not going to go into all the geography, but some of these city names, they have meanings, and there's a lot that you can get into in the study of it, working out where those cities are today, and it's very interesting. Some people give their whole lives to these things. But uh, we're just going to talk about a couple of things in here. First of all, the tribe of Simeon. It says there that Judah had more land than was needed, so Simeon was allocated an inheritance inside of the tribe of Judah. And if you go to Google and you type in tribal um, divisions, uh, you know, land of Israel, you're going to come up with a map. Now, this, if you click on images in Google, there's, there'll be lots of different maps because lots of people have had a go at drawing this. They're all pretty similar. You, you'll notice they're not all exactly the same. And some of that might just be because some of the locations are a bit of guesswork. But all of them, you'll see in all of them, that Simeon is a self-contained, it's like landlocked inside of Judah. So Judah's this chunk of land and Simeon's this small chunk of land on the inside. When we were doing Numbers, there was a, a moment in the book of Numbers where, um, you know, where Balaam had uh, seduced Israel. Basically, Balaam had uh, encouraged these women to go into the camp. And there was this whole thing that we talked about. And the tribe of Simeon was the one that was mostly led astray. 22,000 people from the tribe of Simeon, 22,000 men 
died that day in the book of Numbers. So the tribe of Simeon, which was really quite large, was drastically reduced. There are two censuses in the book of Numbers, one at the beginning and one at the end, and you can compare how it's the tribe that decreased um, by two-thirds, by 65%, I think, in size um, at the beginning of the 40 years to the end of the 40 years. So by the time they go into Israel to get their inheritances, those inheritances are assigned based on the size of the tribe. You know, like, um, you, you basically get given what you need. So, you know, like when you buy a family car, if you've got only three people, you don't need to buy a 20-seater bus because, you, you know, you only need a, a smaller vehicle. So it's that type of a thing. And so the Simeon doesn't need a lot of land. So there's a lesson in that for starters, is that when you don't follow the Lord, it causes you to shrink and you end up with a smaller inheritance, which is what happened to Simeon. When you follow the Lord wholeheartedly, like the tribe of Judah did, they ended up being the biggest tribe with the biggest inheritance. But Judah had space within them for the smallest tribe to be included. And that there is the mercy of the Lord. Because the tribe that ended up being the weakest, you could say the tribe that ended up needing the most help, was surrounded by the tribe that was the strongest and didn't need help. And that there is the mercy of the Lord. And that's the type of thing that God does. Some people would say, oh, the Lord didn't care for Simeon. No, the Lord cared greatly for Simeon. He included them in with the portion of Judah. And later on, when the, the southern two tribes become the nation of Judah and the other 10 tribes split away, some of Simeon is included in Judah because that's where their inheritance is. So that hit, the mercy of the Lord extended way into the future, hundreds and hundreds of years into the future, looking after the people of Simeon. So uh, all of that I find to be super fascinating. Now in the um, allocation of Simeon was the mention of a town called Beersheba. Every now and then, you know, you'll hear names that you've heard that name before. <laughs> Beersheba is one of the great iconic Bible locations. And it's the place where Jacob, you know, when he was running away from his brother Esau, way back in Genesis chapter 28, he, um, he laid down to sleep that night and he had a, a rock for a pillow and he had a dream of angels coming up to heaven and coming down. Well, that was it, Beersheba. So this is this great biblical location and that's included in the land of Simeon. It's, it's way down the bottom of um, you know, the modern nation of Israel. And that's the location where in World War I, you know, the land, the land of Palestine was held by Ottoman forces for a long, long time. It was under um, the control of um, you know, different empires. But it was in World War I that Turkish soldiers were there and Australian soldiers on horses rode through and at Beersheba, they um, broke through Turkish lines leading to um, basically the capture of the promised land or the capture of Palestine by British forces. So it's, it's not only a significant biblical city, it's a significant modern location as well because that's the place a key turning point happened in World War I. And from that time on, um, you know, the modern nation of Israel, which is, which is not the same thing as the biblical nation of Israel and it's really important not to get those two things confused. But the modern nation of Israel, as a modern political state, um, has a historical um, connection here to Beersheba in modern times, very interestingly. So as we're going through the different tribes, you notice that there's tribes Asher, Naphtali, Zebulun, Issachar, all these tribes. I thought it was worth mentioning that Jesus, you know, 
1,400 years later, he lived um, in the region of Nazareth, which I looked up was most likely within the tribal boundaries of Zebulun, or on the border of Zebulun. Jesus did a lot of ministry in the town of Capernaum, which was in the tribal region of Naphtali. So that's just to give you a sense of, of some of the tribal areas that Jesus was hanging around in. At the end of this chapter, there's a special inheritance for Joshua. Now I wanna finish with this thought. So all the, all the tribes are given their inheritances. The Levites have not yet been given an, an inheritance, which, is, which will be cities, which we'll talk about that soon. There's only two, there's two special men, Caleb and, and Joshua. They're the only two of that original generation and they are both given a special inheritance. Caleb is given the city of Hebron and here, Joshua, the leader, is given an inheritance as well. Now, um, and he's given a, a region in Ephraim. Joshua was an Ephraimite and his region was called, uh, his city was called Timnath Sarah. Now, Joshua is a type of Jesus. He's a picture of Jesus. His name is the same name as Jesus. And he is given a, he's given his own inheritance. And it's a picture here of the fact that Jesus also has an inheritance. So you would think that this is all about the fact that God's people get an inheritance. We do. Our inheritance is him. But here, Jesus gets an inheritance. <laughs> and you might be scratching your head. What's Jesus' inheritance? Well... I'm going to read to you a psalm. It's Psalm chapter 2, verse 8. The whole of Psalm chapter 2 is really, really interesting. And it's actually all about this whole thing of Jesus' inheritance. But this one verse, chapter, uh, verse 8, is a really good summary. Psalm 2, 8 says, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. So people, nations, they are the Lord's inheritance. And so um, just as Joshua gets his inheritance here, so the Lord is to get an inheritance. And it turns out that we are the Lord's inheritance. Um, but in the same way that Joshua, you know, he went with the children of Israel and, he, and they conquered all this land, but Joshua himself had not yet received his, his full inheritance. So the Lord Jesus has not yet received his full inheritance because there are still people and nations that have not yet come to know him. And we're supposed to help the Lord receive his inheritance. Just like the Lord helps us get our inheritance, we're supposed to help the Lord receive his. And that Psalm 2.8, that's a prayer. And we should pray and ask the Lord for, these, for nations to be his inheritance. So there are parts of the world that are so dark, you think of a nation like the Maldives with not a single church not a single, now there are Christians that kind of live there in secret, but they're not a single church in the whole country. Or you think of Saudi Arabia, a nation where there are cities with no churches, like Mecca, where to be a Christian in that city, they'll kill you. Uh, Christians disappear. There are places in the world that are, that are like that, no Christianity allowed, you know, or Somalia where they're, they're trying to hunt down the Christians and kill them off. There's a terrorist group that does it. Well, we're supposed to pray and not just those terrible, terrible places, but even look around us, the street you live in. There are people that the Lord's supposed to have for his inheritance, but he doesn't have them. So your job is to make Psalm 2.8 your prayer and ask for these people to become the Lord's inheritance. Don't pray for them to get saved so that you'll look great as an evangelist. No, pray for them to get saved so the Lord will have his inheritance. And uh, 
you know, if you have a big heart for the Lord's inheritance, he has a big heart for your inheritance. And um, so we're going to do that in just a second. So the Lord, you know, and he will have his inheritance. The day is coming where it says in the scripture that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. So he will have his inheritance, but we're actually called to help the Lord receive his inheritance just as we receive ours. So Lord, we do. We pray right now the prayer in Psalm 2.8. And we say, Lord, we ask for the nations to be your inheritance. We ask for Australia to be your inheritance. Lord, so many people here that are, that don't know the Lord. And there are other nations, Lord, in the world that need the light of Christ. Father, I pray that you would have for yourself these nations and that the power of God would be revealed in many, many hearts. Lord, I ask that your name would be lifted up and glorified. As the waters cover the sea, Lord, let your glory fill the earth, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 